0: You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpl 965com
1: News Talk 96.5 KPL Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. I haven't
2: found them. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Two children went missing in Pennsylvania flooding Saturday. A two-year-old girl and a nine-month-old brother. Their mother was found dead. If their vehicle got swept away, four other people were killed.
3: Upper Makefield Township Fire Chief Tim Brewer says they have tripled the number of resources and teams looking for the kids.
4: We have search teams that are assisting us from Delaware, Chester, parts of Bucks County, New Jersey, we also have deployed K-9 units, underwater assets, air assets.
3: Those air assets include drones. Officials say storms dumped about seven inches of rain in approximately 45 minutes in that area, causing the flooding.
2: Fox's Tanya J. Powers. The flooding even more widespread in South Korea after days of torrential rain there. Forty people were killed as crews searched for more who were missing. The White House is reacting to Russia backing out of a deal brokered with Ukraine in the middle of their war that allowed grain exports through the Black Sea to alleviate a worldwide shortage. Well, the Biden administration says in a statement this morning, Russia pulling out of the agreement will worsen global food security and harm millions of people. This is a bridge in the Crimea region of Ukraine that Russia took control of years ago was bombed, disrupting vehicle traffic. Fox's Alex Hogan says it underscores
3: just how crucial of a corridor this bridge is for Russian forces as it connects the annexed Crimean Peninsula to russia and this isn't the first time that it's been attacked right now we know that the bridge is at least partially closed after the blast went off early this morning just before dawn the blast killing at least two people
2: that bridge also has train tracks that were not damaged rail service resumed a freight train went off the tracks outside philadelphia early this morning about 20 cars now lie zigzagged on the ground several of them spilled silicon pellets shana ferrera with fox 29 tv is in marshfield township
0: residents
5: are being told to evacuate their homes Uh, further down, which is about a mile away from where
0: I'm standing. So this is a very residential area.
2: America's listening to Fox News.
6: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose,
3: treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
5: What's up? (sighs) I'm tired of feeling so bloated. That used to be
3: me. Then I got this.
5: Align Bloating Relief
3: Plus Food Digestion. A probiotic, right? Yeah, it works naturally with your gut to help soothe occasional bloating and gas. Plus, it has vitamin B12 to aid digestion by helping convert food to cellular energy. Two benefits, one capsule.
6: Align Bloating Relief Plus Food Digestion. From the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Learn more at
3: alignprobiotics.com. Okay, next time you're at the store, I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish Spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word, but let's be honest. You're probably going to end up leaving with Irish Spring because of its irresistible scent and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick
7: up! I- hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
5: You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why savebythescan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step,
3: now take the next. Visit savebythescan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. Saved by the scan.org is brought to you by the American
5: Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council.
4: Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL.
6: The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 65KPL or Town Square Media Ooh.
8: Hello. Welcome, Moon Grafon Show. Great to be back in the saddle. And of course, uh, it's always great to be back with my best audience in the world, folks. I appreciate it. Anyway, 844 766 6607 is the number. And it's a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Best audience, best stations. All right here on the Moongrafon Show. We're humbled to be here. As you know, the uh, veto override session will take place starting tomorrow. I think it's going to run up to five days. They can't get out of that quicker. I think it's a sin and a shame if they only look at one bill when they need to override this this horrendous failed governor. Uh, they need to override many of these bills, and the problem is, of course, you go down to Schaefer and then the and then. Bill Edwards' right-hand man, Blank Page Cortez, he's used by, he's being used by, and Cortez just don't understand. I don't think he's bright enough, but he knows his payday come coming. He's going to be like Edwards. They're going to both make a lot of money when they leave. And uh, that's what happens when you put people in positions. They're all backed in. And so we do have a veto session. More on that, more on the people that voted against it after uh, in a few minutes, and I've got some really good stuff. And then Scott McKay's going to join us at 1030. Legacy of Bill. Well, I can't wait. Legacy of old Bill. And part of his legacy, mutilating the children, allowing boys to go to girls' bathrooms and play boys' sports. But we'll get to that. I've invited uh, Representative Chuck Owens joins us. Chuck, how you doing? Good morning, Moon. How was your weekend? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was really all right. and listen, And listen, I didn't tell Brandon this. Because everybody's complaining about how hot. I spent nine hours in a boat Friday, nine hours Saturday. The only time I sat down was to drive the boat. I stood up and fished for all that time because I didn't ride around a whole lot and I enjoyed every second of it. But boy, everybody, how did you stand the heat? I said, just like I did last July, just like I did the July four. <laughs> I ate a lot. And I drank I drank Brent, I drank I probably had four of the sixteen ounce. Uh, power aids, Uh, no sugar, no carbs, Uh and I had probably about seven waters. I stayed hydrated. I didn't really think about the heat. I really didn't. I just fished. I enjoyed myself. It was a blessing. But anyway, that's that's pretty much what I did. And uh, anyway, Chuck, uh, veto session, uh, just, you know, and I just made a comment. I think we ought to be overriding many vetoes, not just one. Oh, I I
7: concur. I think everyone
8: that, passed with a
7: supermajority at the minimum
8: yep.
7: should be considered. I, I believe that that is our duty to do that um, in each house. Um, I, I'm not in control in either place, but that, that is my opinion as a line member of the house is that if, if we passed a bill 95 to nine, like yeah. we did the, the capital outlay bill or 105 to nothing, like we did Senator Alland's um, franchise tax elimination bill, Then we really ought to be looking at those because those things were done with the strong voice of the people of Louisiana, and that's who we're supposed to represent.
8: No, no, no. That's the point I'm making. But you know, you got once again this. Well, let me not say that while I got John, but you got people that they don't look at it like. But if you're gonna go there, you get like you said, grab all the supermajority bills and one after another, roll them through, and let's vote. Because you're right, 105 and 92 votes, and we're not going to override that? That doesn't make any sense to even have a session if you're not going to really override because the media has made everything about LGBTQ, everything. And there's not an anti-LGBTQ bill that, that the governor vetoed. Not one. Not one. No, no. No, there's not. There are some bills that are about
7: the government having the right to set guardrails up in society. Look. No one should be able to tell a parent what to do with their kids, unless that parent's abusing their kid. Now, you can't sell your kid into prostitution or pornography. You 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 can't, um, you know, just do anything you want with your kid if you're going to harm them. But by and large, that's my child. I get to the ra- I get to raise here him or her. But the government can set up guardrails, and it happens all the time at the state, the local, the federal level. That the government needs to have some cognitive control over society. So that, that's what those bills are about. That's what Representative Furman's bill is about. It's about protecting the mutilation of minors. When someone gets over 18, they're free to do whatever they want. But as you and I remember, and I'm, I'm, I'm an older man, but I know at 15 or 16, I didn't have the sense enough to come in out of the, out of the rain most no. of the time. And so, look, those are there. That's what they're being painted as. But there's this litany of other things behind the moon that the governor cut and and has hurt people across the state, especially in small towns like where we live. He he stuck the knife in the throat of people in places like Houghton and Blanchard and Karen Crow and Iberville and, and and Hornbeck and Rosepine. In in his vetoes of House Bills five sixty and two, uh, he messed with election integrity. Um, he, he 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 did all sorts of things just because. He didn't want to mess with him. You know what? And, and I, I don't understand
8: why we're worried about making him angry at this point. Well, it's I'm not, really, a, ma- it's really not a matter of making him angry. The heck with him. It's a matter well, of going yeah. back in with some guts and conviction. It's what you got paid for. When people say, well, yes. well um, I, I went over there. with was a tough set," You got paid to go to a veto session. Do your job. Yes. Anybody that backs yes. out and goes on vacation becomes Judas. I'm around two now. And, and that's what frustrates me. Do your job. You voted unanimously. You had super majorities on these bills. Do your job. In fa- the heck with the governor. That's the problem with leadership. They don't ever say the heck with the governor. we going to do what's right. Because the governor is not going to do what's right. I don't care how much the devil's advocate writes how great he is. I, I, I think we
7: have to give appropriate deference and respect where it is merited. And it has lost merit at this point based on what he's done. Now, earlier in the year, someone asked me, said, are you afraid of a a lame duck governor? And I said, nope. At this point, Governor Edwards is not a lame duck. He was a cornered wolf until now because he's done his damage. He wasn't lame duck until now. He's lame duck now other than slowing things down on the bond commission for the next six months. But now is the chance of the legislature to truly stand up and for the first time in the history of the state of Louisiana to stand against the imperial governor. That's what we've had since here we long. We've had an imperial governor that everyone cowers to. I respect the office of the governor. I, I respect him because he's a man. But that is not a monarchy up there. And I've said this to the other people that are running for governor. That please don't act like that. We need to be an independent legislature that acts in tandem to the governor with our appropriate responsibilities. And, and we've never done this in Louisiana. We, this is only the third time, Moon, in the history of this state where a legislature has ever gone back in to do this. Yeah. That's unbelievable if you think about the governors we've had. So say, you... I, I'm ready to go. This, 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 is a, this is a war klaxon. This is my duty
8: to go. You could not drag me out of going. You could not. No, but I think everybody should feel that way when they look at what this governor's done. But I'm going to tell you, without leadership, and I don't know where Shakespeare not is, but I know where Cortez is because I saw a comment where Bodie White asked to meet early and have some meetings before, and he said, no, we're doing everything on the stage. That's not like Edward saying, hey, just keep everything on stage. And I thought, whoa, and Bodie White, old Bodie, even said, the guy that said, I don't know what was in it, but I voted for it. <laughs> but even Bodie said, I don't understand. In my 20 years of being here, I've never been able to, to meet. And Cortez says, no. Senator Cortez says, no. In other words, we ain't doing it that way. We're not going to do it where we can meet and talk about this. So I'm concerned. Uh, you know, you get rumors of people maybe not showing up like Judas John, Ronnie John did last time. But it is their duty of every one of them to show up in a wheelchair, wherever else they got to get there to vote because it's their job to do it. it. It is. It is absolutely our job. Every one of us
7: took an oath in early January of 2020 to do our jobs. I put my hand on my mother's Bible when I said it. I don't know, I don't know how many other people put their hands on Bibles, but I did. Because this is what I volunteered for. This is what I volunteered for. And, and, and to, to any of my colleagues who are listening, I'm just asking them all. Democrat, Republican, independent, please listen to the discussions that we're going to have because these affect people. These affect our schools. They affect our infrastructure. They affect our communities. They affect water systems. This is just not about respecting the king on the fourth
8: floor. That has to come to an end. Yeah. Yeah, well, by the way, uh, Chuck Owen, my special guest, running for reelection. Chuck, what district are you in? I'm in District 30. I represent the wonderful communities of uh, Leesville, Newlano, Rose Pine, Pickering, and DeRitter. great area. A lot of good people in those areas. Know a bunch of people in those areas. There are. There yeah, are. No doubt about it. Uh, I would think your constituents are, are tickled to death with what you've done and the fight you've made so far. And I think they all, if you took a poll in your area with people, with real people, would they, would they be all for you going to a veto session to override the governor? I know it's important on the bills that they keep saying anti-LGBTQ, but it's not. It's protecting our children from being operated on uh, insanely before they're even responsible enough to figure out what they're doing. Any citizen in Vernon or Beauregard,
7: and I could eyeball on this, I'm utterly confident I could convince them that this was my duty. And everyone who uh, is my constituent knows that they can reach out to me and that I will reach back and I will listen. Um, and so I, I, I don't think everybody here is absolutely for me voting to override everything. I, I, mean, I mean, there's no place that's unanimous like that. But, but I, I think most reasonable citizens are for the members uh, who are public officials to do their jobs. And so that's, that's my battle cry. You know, I, I have made myself available to the public for the last four years. I, I will continue to do that.
8: Okay, let me, um, let me do this. It uh, let, let me take a quick break, and if you would. Tell us about a few bills that you know for a fact got a lot of votes that we need to make sure okay. we're okay. Uh Chuck O'Reilly right. special yep. guests. We we'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Grafon Show. Louisiana is
9: forty-eighth in police pay, thirty-fifth in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra two billion dollars that's billion with a b the blue team fought the red team and then the red team fought the red team they passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers what kind of message are we sending it sounds like move to texas we don't value you it's embarrassing so how can we expect our children to stay serve and build community if we don't make our teachers police and firefighters a priority I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not?
8: Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at MatthewJames.com. Looking for the... P-
10: the entire world watched.
8: at one small step for man... For
10: and humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hey, parent, you
6: don't need the latest gizmo slang, or clothes to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. <laughs>
8: Moon grafon show veto override session starts tomorrow. Do we have the Republican leadership with the guts to override more than one bill? And will we all, how many Judas, how many Judas will show up with 30 pieces of silver? And so they can move on. That's the question I have for y'all. All right, uh, Chuck Owen, my special guest, he is a representative. He's on the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Chuck, Talk about some of the other bills. There's three of them. There's no don't say gay bill. The media throws that out. There's no anti-LGBT bill. The media throws that out. So we know those are really mm-hmm. pro-family bills, every one of those. What else is on on the list that we could or should override? Senator
7: Stuart Cathy from over in the Monroe area had one. Senate Sen- Bill Sen- 158, it went to giving the authority to detain 17-year-olds who are accused of violent crimes as opposed to just automatically throwing them in with, uh, with juveniles. And there's a serious, serious uh, public safety issue with this. Uh, I am told that the DAs and the judges and the sheriffs uh, really wanted this bill. I know they did. In fact, they, they, they lobbied me. I've spoken to some of them since then. And, and this, this is a public safety thing that the governor
8: just, just threw his backhand at how many um, votes do you remember? How many votes it got? Yeah, I got it right here. Because I mean, um, I'm curious, him vetoing these bills like he's God. If he took a um, poll, if he took a poll in this state of Louisiana on any of these bills, he would lose big time. It 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 passed the House with seventy votes. It
7: passed it, it passed the Senate with twenty eight votes. So super, super majority, majority in, in both
8: cases. That, ought to, that, ought to, that yeah. bill ought to be brought back up. That bill ought to be brought back up. It, it, it should be. But just for
7: myriad reasons. But, yes, it, sh- it absolutely should be brought back up. Because, you know, crime is one of the things that's most on the minds of our citizens. Yep. You right. know, and as a, as a sub-element to that same thing, something else that uh, that I know the, the, the law enforcement the judicial world was behind was a sub-element of what he vetoed inside of House Bill 2, was a detention facility over in Grant Parish. It was simply for a million dollars of planning for the, this year and several million dollars down the road. So he basically just redlined long-term recognition of a need to place, to, a place where we can house juvenile offenders because it's really not fair to put a juvenile in with grown-ups if they've committed something. A lot of these DAs tell me they don't have anywhere to send them. Sometimes our kids have to get sent over to Texas or Mississippi where, where, they're, where we have to pay to keep them because we don't have places. Well, when, as the governor was slicing through House Bill 2, he sliced that in Grant Paris, which would have, you know, in, in a couple of years would make a very big difference for all of Louisiana. So, that, again, crime is a big issue in this state. Yeah. He seems to want to ignore it. Two other election integrity bills that, that he vetoed, one was House Bill 260 by Representative Boye, which went to um, municipalities not being able to... Uh, receive federal funds without state oversight of what they were getting. The governor doesn't like that. And also House Bill 646 from Representative Farnham, which goes to cleaning up the voter rolls. They call it canvassing, but it goes to cleaning up the voter rolls. You yes. didn't want that either. This has been a veto every year. Yeah. The, 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 government, the governor, in a lot of ways, is not interested in good government. And that's, that's sadly what's going on here.
8: What about uh, dealing with water and stuff like that in some of these rural areas? Infrastructure. He that he 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 picked out several small communities in
7: areas where people that I, I guess had, had angered him. Uh he he did it in Vernon Parish. He he uh he cut out the South Vernon water district now in the community of Rose Pine for the pricely sum of three hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which is a lot of money to me and you. But that's a rounding error in a forty five billion dollar budget. Yeah. He cut out a water project in Hornbeck. He cut out one in Anacoco. He cut them out in Houghton, in Blanchard, down uh, in Iberville Parish, just just because he didn't apparently like the Republican legislature. So let, let me tell you this too, Moon. And and this we we need to be better going forward. And every gubernatorial candidate needs to be willing to get rid of this punitive power. Because Bobby Jindal did the same thing. Yeah, Bobby Jindal cut up a lot of Republicans and Democrats who made him mad. And when the House makes a decision, and they vote on something this large, the governor's got no business overriding the will of a House when it's 95 votes or 105 votes or 39 in the Senate. Yeah. Or or if he does, we need to be willing to go back and respectfully challenge it.
8: Well, you got a chance. Y'all got a chance to respectfully challenge what goes on and what went on in this session starting tomorrow. Yes, we do that's we just that's I, just I am, a fact I, I, you got a chance to challenge it and if they don't do it i'm gonna blame it on the leadership rightfully so because they can get anything passed through the year and all of a sudden we got something we need to pass and you're not going to do it? it makes no sense to me chuck we got to go thank you very much i just want to Keith. get a brief update on what's going on i do appreciate it hey look pray for our state, Moon. ask the people
7: of Saudi to pray for our state God, got god is in control and um We got to trust in
8: him. Thank you. All right. Appreciate the call. All right. We got to go. We'll take a break. More to come. Don't go nowhere, folks. I'm just cranking up. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom for years we've had the same wrong answer throw more money at the problem but something is happening in other states parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars public school private school charter school homeschool, you can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com.
6: Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating.
8: Call them today, make pests go away j and j get the shield yeah hey folks discover raging cajun the original cajun seasoning and raging cajun foods delicious line of seasoned dinners beans black eyed peas roux, creole sauce seasonings rubs and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles raging cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of acadiana for over 38 years as for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, Asking for that Raging Cajun. Oh, Shucks, you have been hearing me brag about Shucks been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh. Every day, right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, they're good. Hello, okay. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hello, welcome back. Moon Grifon Show. Great to be back with you folks. 844-766-6607. Matthew James. Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. If you want to be part of the program, you can always email me, moon, at moongraffon.com. So, veto session starts. Let's just go over a little bit of the outcome on this. So, as you know, you get an automatic veto session. Senate and House members usually send in. They don't want to have a veto session, so it gets canceled. It's automatic. It's automatic. After the session. A lot of you people know that. Some don't, but it's automatic. So you got to vote. So you get a vote. The only people that vote are people that say, I don't want to be in the session. You either send your card in, you hold it. Okay. If you send it in, it means you want to kill it. Uh, so in the Senate, there were all the Republicans, but two, I'll get to that in a second. Katrina Jackson of Monroe and Greg Tarver of Shreveport did not vote to cancel the session. And you have 27 or 28 Republicans, 27 Republicans. It's going to take 26 votes to override the governor. It's 25 bills they could, or 28 bills they could do to to override the governor. They should override them, especially, I'm like, Chuck, if it's got 70 votes plus in the House and 27 votes plus in the Senate, bring them up, vote on them, and pass them through. And just, you beat. It's not, I'm not, I I don't care about beating a horrendous, governor that we have. This governor's hurt us, and anybody that doesn't believe that is fooling themselves. You look in the mirror and go, what kind of fool am I? That's what you ought to sing. This guy hurt us. He's hurt us bad. He's hurt us bad financially. He's hurt us bad when it comes to this gender stuff. I mean, he's tried to. He hurt us bad during COVID. Clothes now, wear masks, phase four, six, eight, and ten. I mean, come on. So, you had, two, you had two Republicans in the Senate that said they don't want to go back to a veto session. One of them, the clown, Fred Mills, who used to be the Walmart greeter. Now he's just a total clown, and everybody likes a clown. And then the other one is, I don't know what they put in the water, is a J. Rogers, no hope in Pope from Denham Springs. No hope in Pope. I mean, this guy right here is a clown, too. I mean, it, it's ridiculous for a person like that. Then I heard... I don't know if this is true. Is the guy going on vacation? Is he going to be the Judas of the bunch? What's he getting not to go? What's his next government job he's going to get? So you got Mills and Pope on the Republican side. If they took a poll right now in Mills's district and No Hope in Pope's district, the clown and No Hope in Pope, because there is No Hope in Pope, if you took a poll in those districts they would be embarrassed. They would be totally embarrassed is what they would be. And and I think, Brandon, both of them are term-limited. If not, Pope ain't running. And if he's running and y'all don't beat this guy, we have no chance of changing the state. But I don't think he's running. I don't think he's term-limited either. But no hope in Pope or the clown meals, if they took a poll in those districts, they would find out real quick what people thought about what they're doing. If they really know what they were doing on everything else, they wouldn't want them back either. These guys are voting with the most woke leftist people in the whole country. But they're Republicans, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about them old foxhole Republicans. On the House side, uh, 30 Democrats plus Joe Marino, who I think Brandon was a Democrat or Republican, he turned independent. You know who Joe is, huh? Javin Joe Marino, the guy that wanted to raise their pay. Javin Joe Marino is now saying, no, we don't need to have a special session. And folks, it has to be about more than one bill. I'm just telling you. I'll get to that in a second. So uh, the veto, said, cast ballot saying no veto session was needed. Representative, this was that was Marino. Robbie Carter, Amy, who took, who took Bill Edwards' place in the House? Uh Royal, Roy Adams, and Chad Brown of Plachmann, Roy Adams of Jackson. They joined the Republicans by not casting ballots to cancel the session. You got three Republican Democrats in the House. Folks, they need One time in Louisiana, we don't need deals cut. They need to bring up every vote that got two thirds of a vote and get the bills passed. I don't care about Bell. Bell's hurt us. Bell J. Darden experiment was a failure 100% of the time. They failed us. The co governorship didn't work with the Democrat and the so called Republican, it failed us. Say what you want about Jay Darden He hurt us. He ain't never stood up against Edwards for nothing. A boy stood up when it was a Republican voter, didn't he? So you can't do that. Now, let me tell you the other problem we got. And I don't, I don't know about Shake Snyder yet, but what a doofus. Blank page Cortez is a problem, folks, because when I tell you he's owned by Governor Edwards, he is owned by Governor Edwards, It wouldn't surprise me if they went into business together when the session's over, when, the, when that term is over. It wouldn't surprise me if they go in business together. It would not surprise me at all because Edwards owns Blank Page. There's never been a leader, never in the Senate this bad. Okay? He made a lot of money for his buddies. So here we got a session. So this is Jeremy Alford broke this story. Members of the Budget Writing Finance Committee are frustrated this evening because a request by chairman, that'd be Bodie White. You know, he's the guy that didn't read the bill. (laughs) Hey, old Bodie. Bodie don't read the bill. But they're frustrated because they've requested that they meet the day one of the session, in the veto session next week, that they get together and meet and Paige Cortez, blank page himself, said no, no, no. Well, Edwards is telling him, y'all don't mean properly, put it in public. Bodie White said, I don't understand. In 20 years, I've never been denied a meeting request. 20 years, well, you never had blank page as a city president. You never had somebody such a big joke as blank page. Arrogant, never done anything. Set back, not a leader. I begged him. I'm saying this again. You can take my word for it. You don't have to. I begged him not to put this guy there. I knew what we was getting. We were getting one of the biggest zeros that ever grew up in Louisiana. In an interview this evening, Louisiana Political, uh, Politics Weekly, Cortez says he does not plan to allow any interim committee meetings during the veto session. All in action will be on the floor, he said, and members have already had enough time to review line item veto. vetoes. I'm going to control this because Bell Edwards told me how to handle this. Bell and Jay Darden told me what I need to do. Bell told me to get in there and get the heck out of there, forget the meetings. Y'all pass a bill if you want to pass one bill and go home. You remember it was a legendary Louis Bernard, senator, one of the worst senators we've ever had in the state of Louisiana who's supporting the coach up there, by the way, full-fledged supporting the coach, telling you what coach is going to do. Coach is going to be owned and used by people like Louis Bernard. He said, I'll vote one bill. I ain't voting for nothing else. I'm going home. And Judas John, Ronnie John, had took his 30 pieces of silver in the the gambling industry. And so he decided that he had knee surgery, and he couldn't go there. Although there's a guy in the house, in the legislature, that goes every day, Brandon. Almost every time I've been in the legislature the last couple years, I've seen the guy in the wheelchair. He goes and votes every single day. He goes and does his job every day. I don't know, he might even be, I think he's a Democrat. He might not be, but he goes every day. But Judas Johns got his doctor to write a letter saying he couldn't participate. That's how deep Judas went. Page Cortez is already trying to set it up for the governor to win. I'm telling y'all, it would not be surprising at all if blank Page and they all goes into business together. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Members of the finance committee wanted extra time to review the budget changes, explore the impacts, and determine what could be done during a veto session. Of course, uh, according to Jeremy, this, of course, early indication that the leadership, that would be Blank Page and Shakespeare, intend to maintain a firm grip over the veto session's agenda. In other words, we're going to let them pass maybe one bill out of that and it's done. And that's the problem with letting people back into leadership. Blank Page should have never, ever, ever been a Senate president. He is horrendous, except for his buddies. And Sheikh Snodder had to go with the Democrats to knife us in the back to get his job. And then we got Bill, who back then, because of the J. Dorns and the Scott Angel and Republicans, I hate Vitter. We're good. Hate Vitter and put somebody who turned out to be as woke as AOC, as woke as Joe Biden and Obama, Bill Edwards. That does not make any sense. Folks, if the legislature, I know, it's like Chuck said, he's not in leadership, but it shows how poor, poor leadership is between Cortez and Sheik Snyder. These guys should never be entrusted for any position ever, ever again. Never. Let's take a break. I think of the Cole Spellman Group. I think of... Expertise. I think of people being relieved when they got to sell your home. When you have to sell a home or you're trying to buy a home, it's not nice to have a person that you can grab or a company that you can grab and say, hey, help me do this. I need the stress taken off. i got life to live. This company's out of Baton Rouge, but let's say you live in a place like Monroe. Man, they can help you in Monroe or anywhere in the great state of Louisiana. That's what's unique about the company, and hardly anybody does what they do. They reach the whole state so they can help you sell your home anywhere. You know, when you look at Nicole Spellman Group, they have a system of selling houses. High- They got a system that creates more demand. And what does that do? It results more multiple offer situations. And by the way, that helps you get more money to closing faster than the average agent. That's pretty awesome. That's what Nicole Spellman Group is all about. Anywhere in the state of Louisiana, they can service you. They can help you. They can take the pressure off of you to sell at home and get top dollar. NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. I'm telling you, when you go to them, you're going to go, wow. I'm so glad I heard about them. I-10 brings the
10: border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted, conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general.
5: Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney
8: General. Line One is a business telecom provider. Line One specializes in cloud based communication with superior customer service. If you're frustrated with phone bills you can't understand, endless hold time to customer support, and phone system that is not meeting your needs, then you need to go to Line.One and schedule a free consultation to advance your business phone system. Line One, technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. Again, that is line dot one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never heard of a doofless before, but we'll go. They with got a
8: lot of them. 844 <laughs> LA, That L must stand for Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> 6607 <laughs> is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, your opportunity to be a voice. I had say, somebody, somebody text me. I messed it up. I had another piece. I wanted to share it real, real quick. Uh, Oh, I know what it was. So, this is what I mean by Edwards running the show through Cortez. You know, Brett Island, who's trying to get his son elected, and uh, whose wealth is going up while the area he represents is going down. So, hey, by the way, if somebody knows if Pope is running or not, please let me know because somebody called and said they saw a sign. I I don't think he's terming, but I didn't know if he was running again. But if he's running again, and y'all reelect Pope. Y'all re-elect Pope in the district, man. That that's that means Pope is doing the right thing by fighting for kids to be mutilated. That means he's doing the right thing, and people are going to re-elect somebody like that. I didn't think he was running again. But anyway, so I saw where uh, they interviewed Brett Allen about the veto session. Allen said he hadn't decided whether he would pursue a veto override. He is consulting with Cortez and the governor over what to do. What the, I mean, how many of you people elected Cortez, or not Cortez, but Brett Allen, he stayed up there for I don't know how many years, and you elected him so you can go and consult with Cortez and Bell Edwards on what to do? That's his words. Now I am quoting him in an article they wrote not just LGBTQ issues, lawmakers might take up budget, public safety. And they interviewed Allen. His word, he hadn't decided whether he would pursue a veto override. Well, he allowed the veto override because he knows his people, his constituents, would get mad at it. He consulting with Cortez and the governor over what to do. In other words, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me go ask Blank Page what he wants me to do, who's consulting with the governor to tell him what he wants to do. I'm telling him. Republicans, I mean, Bill Edwards loves Republicans. Boy, he gets to laugh at them all the time. And there's Brett Island. I don't know what to do. I'm going Blank Page and Edwards. And it's this is what happens when you don't have leadership. Look, there's no anti-LGBTQ bill. I don't care what the devil's advocate tells There's not. There's not one bill. Edwards vetoed last month three bills targeting LGBTQ. No, it doesn't. We're trying to make sure that kids aren't mutilated. I'll be honest with you. They had a forum and they asked all the governor's candidates, okay, about this, about this uh, override session in bill. And do you realize six of the governor's candidates out of seven would okay ban on gender-affirming care? And it ain't gender-affirming care. Tyler Bridges, the twit, wrote that. It's mutilating and castrating and chemically castrating of children is what it is. So you got six of the seven governor's candidates. All The only one said he'd keep the veto, as you guessed it, Sean Pothole Wilson. If you don't believe his name ought to be Pothole, drive around Louisiana. You'll see what I mean. But all other ones, one, Lundy's not, Lundy's not a Republican, independent. Nelson, Landry, uh, uh, Sharon Ewitt, Schroeder, and WAG, all said they're okay with banning it. And, and by the way, their reasons are great. Let me give you a couple of them. Uh, Lundy, even in California, kids under eighteen can't get a tattoo regardless of their parental scent, Brandon, under eighteen, you can't get you can't get a tattoo. But in Louisiana, you can have an eleven year old strip their body parts. That's what Bell wants. That's what Pothole Wilson wants. That's what Fred Mills wants. That's what Rogers No Hope and Pope wants out of Denham Springs. Funny said, why? Because the brains aren't fully formed. It's not discriminatory to have children wait until they are adults and old enough to understand. The procedures rightly banned by the legislature are much more invasive than a tattoo. Brandon, would you rather have a tattoo when you're 11 or get your chemically castrate your profits?
1: We were talking about that on our local morning show this morning, how Which crazy that ready? is. I know. Ugh. Would you, I All mean, would right, you, if you one. had to
8: take your pick, All knowing right. what you know now, would you get the tattoo and smile about it?
1: Ugh. I don't, neither one, but okay.
8: <laughs> they talked to Landry. <laughs> Not a complicated bill. Children who are under the law are too young to consume alcohol, too young to vote, should also be too young to have access to permanent medical procedures to affirm an identity they might outgrow. These treatment and procedures have a lifetime of negative consequences that are irresponsible. Landry's white, Lundy's right. Pothole is wrong. Edwards is wrong. Fred Mills is wrong. No Hope Pope is wrong. The Clown's wrong. Matter of fact, if you took a poll and you ran a poll, a really decent, honest poll, not one that the the, uh, devil's advocate paid for, I guarantee the numbers are going to be 85 or 90% of what they knew what they were voting for. By the way, Brandon, as I thought, uh, Pope's not running. Crybaby Mincy's running. Oh. That's another fraud squad guy who's running as a Republican because he couldn't win as he needs to uh, run as a Democrat. So anyway, <clears throat> if, if folks that if they took a poll, do you think Bill Edwards would be reelected? Now he wouldn't. He's done all his stuff after he was reelected. He did all his stuff with children and and letting children going uh, boys going to girls, but all after he was reelected. He didn't do none of this stuff and talk about none of this stuff at the beginning, not at all. He wouldn't be reelected. Pope would get beat. I believe, if I know Denham Springs, what I would know about Denham Springs, Denham Springs would blast Pope if he ran again. He would blast. And by the way, the Mincy guy I'll probably get the endorsement from Pope. I'm making a prediction. If it hadn't already happened, I hope Pope comes out against Crybaby. I hope he comes out for him it to tell you everything you need to know about crybaby Minson. Cry about everything. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just, look, folks, I'm giving you information. In fact, you got all these governors counted and say no, because they're running on the will of the people. Why? Let me ask you a question. Why do you think Bell Edwards ran as a pro-life constituent? Why? He ran as a pro-life because had he ever said one time, the first time he ran, oh, I'm for abortion, he doesn't win and Jay Darden doesn't get his job, and Scott Angel didn't get it. They, if they would have ever came out and said he was pro-choice and he believes in abortion, he wouldn't win. He couldn't win. And that's Pothole Wilson's problem. He's pro-abortion. The only reason Edwards did that because he knew, well, you know what? If he was, had a chance to run again and he had to run to defend us, he couldn't do it. That's why he didn't run against John Kennedy. They wanted to run against Kennedy. He had no chance. All these governor candidates, they can read the tea leaves. They understand their constituents, all of them but pothole, because they know good and well that nobody does this. And I just read Landry and uh, uh, Lundy because I was the first two out there, but I'm I'm sure the other ones said pretty much the same thing, because they know in this state you better be pro-life, but you also better be pro-kids, and Edwards ain't pro-kids, and neither is the clown Mills or No Hope and Pope. They're not pro-kids. They're not pro-families. If they were, they would never take a stance like this. And it's not trying to hurt anybody. It's trying to protect people. I like how the media and the devil's advocate spins it and twists it. Folks, you need to call your representative and senators and tell them you want them to override as many bills as they can. And you better be calling Shake Snyder and Blank Page. Blank Page has already shut down Bodie White, who don't read the bills anyway. I don't know what the problem is. You better be calling him, because I'm telling you, he's cut his deal with the governor. That, I can promise you. We'll be a break. Be right back.
1: If you speed, there are lots of sounds that you might hear, like the sound of your vehicle crashing, because eventually speeding catches up
8: with you. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James financial studio. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what the U.S. ambassador to the U.N.
2: just said about Russia backing out of a grain deal that allowed Black Sea exports from Ukraine, one of the world's largest grain producers. Linda Thomas-Greenfield says Russia is holding humanity hostage. Fox's Alex Hogan reports.
3: Now, this deal also ensured that departing ships would not be attacked. And after the invasion began, blocked grain shipments from the breadbasket of the world caused, caused food prices around the world to soar. It also pushed nations in Africa and the Middle East and parts of Asia closer to devastating levels of hunger.
2: The only bridge linking Russia to the Crimea region it took from Ukraine years ago was attacked again, causing damage, killing two people, disrupting traffic on a key Russian supply route for the war. It's the third day of the search for two young kids who went missing in Pennsylvania flooding.
4: We have basically tripled the number of assets in the area.
2: Fire Chief Tim Brewer in Upper Makefield, where Fox Weather's Katie Byrne reports they got seven inches of rain in 45 minutes Saturday, turning a road into a rushing river, sweeping cars away, including the one the kids were. In
11: the dad went to grab his four year old son, and miraculously, they escaped the floodwaters. The mom and grandma went to get the nine month old baby and his two year old big sister, but they were all swept away. Yesterday, search crews found the mom's body. The grandmother also found and survived.
2: Four other people were killed. Also in Pennsylvania, up to 20 freight train cars lie zigzagged after derailing early this morning outside Philadelphia. Some have spilled silicon pellets. Homes and businesses in the area evacuated as a precaution. Parts of the southern U.S. keep baking with more
6: record highs expected this week it could hit 110 degrees every day this week in las vegas with triple digit temperatures all week from dallas to south florida i probably drank about five bottles of water today makes me
1: want to stay inside the
6: national weather service issuing an excessive heat warning for miami-dade fox's jeff manasso america's listening to
0: fox news hey it's jesse kelly when a restaurant closes my reaction is that sucks they had good steak When regional banks close or three of them close overnight, it freaks me out. This is why I have my own personal gold reserve. It's part of my personal protection plan. Call my friends at Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-G-O-L-D.
10: Do you have heart failure and often hear?
0: Those stomach
5: issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa? Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these
1: seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Fyfe.
7: Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham
8: Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5, Cape Hey, folks, we're having a great sale at Service Chevrolet Cadillac, the July sale. Boy, that's one thing about it. Our friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac, they always got deals for you, and they always got a big, big inventory. Shop online at servicegm.com, servicegm.com. Shop Louisiana's largest selection of Chevrolets and Cadillacs. We're getting new inventory in daily. Stop by today and see for yourself. While Chevy Silverado is the number one best-selling retail full-size pickup, there's deals on Silverados, the Traverse, the Equinox, uh, Silverado 2500, the Trailblazer. I'm telling you, they're making deals, and you don't want to miss it. Start a bright future in new Chevy. Current college and graduate students receive 500 bonus cash on most Chevy models. They got other deals as well. Cadillac special financing. Woo! Service specials, tire price, match guarantee, free multi-point inspections. Go out. Why are you going anywhere else? Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. ServiceGM.com. All you need to know. When you're looking
1: to try someplace new, check out the Dining by District feature on the EatLafayette.com website. You'll see all of the locally owned and operated restaurants that are a part of Eat Lafayette this year, grouped by dining district. You may find a new favorite right in your area of town. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL.
6: The views expressed on the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Ooh.
8: fun show great to have you with us as we rock and roll ah oh, baby let's jump gear so we're on the uh matthew james tax wealth management hotline miss Dawn, dawn stars joins us and of course uh miss mcveigh i'm saying that right right it is mcveigh huh? dawn yes i said i said i'm saying that right huh yes okay. you are I- McFa- well, but Brian- Brandon didn't put that up on the board. That's all I'm saying. I'm putting this on Brandon. I don't want to get in trouble with you. <laughs> National Federation of <laughs> Independent Businesses. Dawn, how you doing? I'm
5: doing great. How are y'all
8: doing? I-, I am doing superb. All right, session, all that mess is over. Well, not really. I mean, I got a little veto session. But uh, I was reading the other day, and, right. and you wanted the news story, and it was talking about some promising and good news dealing with Louisiana's uh, business, and there's some optimism out there. And I'm glad to see that because I – you know, I read this thing that the Wall Street Journal put out, and this Douglas McIntyre put businesses should flee Louisiana as soon as possible. And I said, no, don't, don't. <laughs> That's a national article. But when I heard this, I said, let me call Dawn real quick, get a quick update on uh, a little bit of optimism with the with the small businesses. Yeah,
5: you know, we have a forty nine year running survey we do of our of our business owners that are members, and it's our Small Business Optimism Survey. And, you know, it's, it's a great indicator of how things are going, you know, on the ground on Main Street. And so we, we really love talking about it. And really it's, you know, it's. Still not great, um, but it's uh, it's moving in the right direction, and we were really excited to see. Um, you know, we asked our small business owners, you know, are you expecting better business conditions over the next six months? Which is, you know, like I said, a good indicator sure. of how, how things are looking. And uh, and this this past uh, survey, it improved ten points. Um, it's still in the net negative range, uh, net negative of forty percent, but that's that's um, a huge increase from where we were. Uh, June last year, which was a net negative sixty one percent. So twenty one point uh percentage increase, so uh and a ten point from last year and a ten point increase from May. So something something uh is going in the right direction and, and we're we're excited to hear that oh, from I mean, our members because
8: when you yeah. when you when you do that with the members, do they tell you why which or is it just a survey yeah. that doesn't have Because I I'm curious why and I got to tell you, I got a lot of respect. I always have for businesses in Louisiana, big to small, that get in here and fight it every day to make things happen and happen in a good way. And there are businesses here that do very well. Just overall, when we look at the big picture is what I'm concerned about. From a small perspective, a lot of people have done really well here. So what are they telling yeah. you? What's the optimism coming from? And I don't. if you say President Biden, I'm hanging up. <laughs>
5: you, know,
8: you say uh, Bell Edwards, I'm hanging up. But go ahead, I'm.
5: joking you know, you know I'm not going to talk you like that.
8: <laughs> I, it was just a little joke, <laughs> little side joke. Go ahead.
5: Um, no, well, you know, it's it's little things that kind of all add up. We ask a bunch of different questions about, you know, inventory and sales and labor costs and all that. But you know, one of the one of the little bright spots also in it uh, in the survey was just the. Uh, the trending down of inflation, uh, the still, you know, owners having to raise prices is, you know, is an indicator of inflation. Uh, but we, but it, it trended down this past uh, survey, which I think, you know, tells us again, you know, one of those little bright spots. We had a net twenty nine percent tell us that. Uh, they were planning to uh, raise their average selling price, so uh, and that was a decrease of three points from the previous month. So it's things like that that just again little bright spots. The indicators in this survey, you know, we asked them, you know, how how are, how's the labor market? You know, it's still tough to find good labor quality, but uh, but you know, it's you know it's better it's better than it was. So yeah. <laughs> again, it's just kind of. Um, Small things trending in the right direction, we hope, you know, and thus no major crisis to come along to make them, you know, totally tank again. Well, you know, but you, you, you made a good point because you said, you know, you respect businesses because they're out I there sure fighting do. every day, but sure do. they're doing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're digging their way out of the hole that was created by all the COVID shutdowns. You know, and it has been a deep, deep hole in the inflation that hit after and the gas prices that hit last summer. And, you know, it's been one thing after the other. And small business owners in particularly, just, you know, obviously it's a lot harder. You know, we love our big business friends because, you know, there's a lot of symbiotic relationship there. But it's tougher for a small business owner out yeah. there in the world. And, uh, yeah, they are fighting you No, know, if
8: if if I had been to go, and by the way, we are talking to Dawn McVeigh, she's with the National Federation of Independent Businesses right here in Louisiana. Dawn, we wouldn't have lost one job if I'd been governor under COVID. People might have gotten mad at me because they'd have been watching all this news. But I'd have never shut down. I'd tell people to be careful. Uh, I would have never shut a bit. I would have never had phase 1, 2, 47. I just never would have done any of it. <laughs> I, I, I said that from day one. You never shut down a business, okay? Uh, there's always a, people... And, and I'm a little different than most. I don't, I don't think anybody died. I don't think anybody dies before it's their time. COVID, war, whatever. I just don't. But that's the spiritual side of me. And that's, you know, some people may not get that. But I'd have left it open. I wouldn't have hurt one business. And if, if you can go, here's, here's my belief. If you can go into Walmart and you can go into big grocery store, and you go into big box chain, why can't you go to the small business? Why can't people go right. to work? And anybody that was scared could have went home. I would, that, that, they could have went home. Yeah. But I would have did everything I could to keep all my business and all my staff open. That, you know, just well, like you, restaurants, you, for example, they lost out a lot. Yep. But if you'd have had every restaurant wide open, the people that wanted to go in would have went in to eat. The people that wanted to go pick up. You know, people went to restaurants to pick up. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, I would have never closed the business, not one single day. Now, if a business chose to do that, that would have been their choice.
5: That would have been their choice, yeah. Well, you see our neighbors around, uh, our immediate neighbors around us, you know, they didn't have um, the extensive shutdowns that we experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their, you know, their unemployment trust funds weren't completely sent and gone bankrupt, you yep. know, and had to use federal funds to backfill those. You know, they were able to use those federal funds for things they needed in their state. Uh, our neighbors have been able to do that, leverage that money. Instead we were busy paying back to federal government because we had bankrupted our unemployment uh insurance right. fund. And so, you know, that that is the biggest indicator that something went wrong because our neighbors didn't have to do that. No. So um yeah, we we definitely you know, but again it's behind us. <laughs> so uh so we have to have to stay focused on the future. But uh, we certainly you know, have,
8: have what are, they, what are they telling you uh, on the optimistic side and, and six months down the road of businesses? And like I said, I didn't see the survey. I just saw what, what y'all talked about. What do they tell you some of the positive things that they think will happen uh, with maybe the economy or their particular business or employees, which is still a, a little bit of a problem for some people? Yep. You're still
5: seeing that. I think that... You know, always, you know, the back half of the year, you get, you know, you get a mix of folks who are uh, really going to benefit from the summer and some of the touristy areas. Uh, You get other folks that are going to benefit from various football seasons, and then, boom, the holidays are going to be here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that, you know, a a lot of small business owners count on a very strong fourth quarter, um, and so that that could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. also, again, you know the fact that they are having folks come in to apply for jobs—that yeah. is, that's a good, that's a good positive thing. Uh, not it, it had gotten to where you know we had business owners tell us that, you know they they post a job opening and have one person apply when wow. they used to have fifty. You know, wow. so yeah, you know, I mean it's 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 that kind of thing that you know pre-COVID versus. Post versus post-COVID, but that, that's where we are at with it. And so we are hoping that they, um, you know, they continue to kind of have the workers. It's not a worker shortage situation as much as it is labor quality. Yeah. And, you know, that's just one of those things we we struggle with. You know, that kind of goes back to the workforce development training, the, you know, elementary K-12 through education and training kids to have the soft skills they need to be able to show up to work, you know, you know, deal with customers, you know, pass the drug test. These are important things small business owners
8: need, you know. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, I, I talk to small businesses every day. I'm in and out. I sell advertising yep. for a living. I get to talk to people. And uh, I, there's always optimism out there. And there's some people that still do well. And I tell people, some people do well in bad situations. Depression, you can do bad. I mean, well, I just, uh, I hope it's optimism that can carry forward up the road, I think a change of leadership could help us tremendously. Uh, When I saw this article from the Wall Street Journal, it just broke my heart because, you know, it's one thing for us to talk right here in our family about changing something. But when they start writing stuff like that outside the state, you know, everybody (laughs) sees that. And that's not good for our businesses. And I want things to be good for our businesses. I love our business owners. I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican, black or white. I really don't. I love the fact that they're trying to make it here in Louisiana. And that, that, that I'm proud of for them.
5: Well, I think the the positive note for us here is that we have the election cycle this fall. Uh, You know, voters have a chance to get out there and and make their voice heard. We'll be excited to see who all qualifies and, you know, and, and obviously follow those races, something that, Will be will be very involved in, and FIB has always taken an active role in the election cycle, and being sure that we elect pro small business uh, legislators who can go up there and remember that you know so, so many of our issues are not Republican versus Democrat; yeah. they really aren't, even though that seems to be the trend of how the votes go, yeah. and it's frustrating. You know, we used to be able to endorse a lot of Democrats, but lately it seems that none want to vote with us, no. and so uh, it's frustrating uh, from that perspective, but. New leadership in the state will certainly uh, give us a, the right direction, but you know there was a recent Tax Foundation article that showed the brain drain in Louisiana. We were in the bottom five of the people who are migrating out of the state. My nephew just moved to Denver. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Oh no, I'm know, tired.
8: Just, I'm tired of talking to family members and friends that lost yes. all their kids. I stayed with a buddy of mine and uh and we get have to go, but I stayed with a buddy of mine this weekend in the Monroe Sterlington area, and they got four. For all highly educated, none of them live here. None, No grandkids here. I see this over and over and over again. Dawn, real quick, uh, tell people I didn't get in touch with you before I let you go and people that want to find out more about National Federation of Independent Businesses.
5: Yeah, NFIB.com. We have a great website, a lot of resources there, both at the federal level and the state level. And uh, call, give us a call at the office anytime.
8: All right. God bless. Thank you, ma'am, for the update. Thank you. Don't right, always a pleasure. All right, we we'll take a break. More to come. to Moon show. Oh, I had a laugh at some. Of when you mention Biden and, and Bell Bel you do one or two things, Brandon. You laugh to keep from crying, or you cry, which keeps you from laughing. <laughs> That's about all. All right, we got to take a break. More to come.
9: Louisiana is forty eighth in police pay, thirty fifth in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas, we don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay? serve and build community if we don't make our teachers police and firefighters a priority i'm hunter lundy i'm a christian and an independent i'm running for governor let's seize the future of family community and prosperity not one of crime poverty and potholes why not
8: hunter lundy governor paid for by lundy for louisiana insanity doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits at a school that fits
2: I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Disease. Hi,
8: Welcome back. Moon Griffon Show, great to have you with us today, folks, on a beautiful Monday. Best day of work week, 844-766-6607. There's a Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Go to MatthewJames.com, MatthewJames.com. Let my friends at Matthew James take care of you. By the way, uh, I, I did find out what I wanted to find out. So, so uh, no hope in Pope is not running. He makes the vote to mutilate children because he don't want them to go to a veto session. And he's already endorsed. He's already endorsed your boy, Brandon, uh, Mincy, which tells me a lot about Mincy, who's a teacher's union guy. But he runs as a Republican. He's fraud squad member. He voted for Clay Shakespeare with the Democrats. I mean, every, his voting record, Lord, every tax. I just cannot believe people are going to want Pope's candidate to serve in his position when he acts like he acts. He really believes mutilating children is a good thing. Chemical castration is a good thing. That's why he don't want to have a veto session. I'm, I'm telling y'all, in every one of these elections, watch who the people are associated with and the good old boy network they're associated with. You'll know who not to vote for. How can you take a Buddy Mincy who walked across the aisle with the Democrats to put Snyder and a knife Forty-five conservative Republicans in the back. Absolutely knifed them. I mean, you—I I guarantee. I even looked at all of Mincy's voting record. But I guarantee, you if I looked at his voting record, I'm gonna fall out laughing at how bad it is. But he made that bad speaker to House vote. That was a horrendous vote by him. So you got you got Mincy who's nowhere near conservative, not even close, going against Valerie Hodges, who's the real deal. I told y'all, some of these women are way tougher than the men. And in that race, you got a tough woman and a crybaby man. That's what you got in that race. Bill Petty guy who walks across that. They tell me he cries for everything. I don't know if that's true, if he cries for everything, but they tell me he does. Cries and whimpers about everything. I want to talk to him about his votes. His tax votes. I want to talk to him about his uh, his voting with Clay Shakespeare, walking across the aisle and voting with the people, all these Democrats who are pro-abortion, all these Democrats who are pro-mutilating children, for God's sakes. Why? And he's a teacher's union guy. He's a, and I'm saying teacher, teacher's union guy. And then you got a guy that sits there for Senator No Hope and Pope who just voted with Meals not to have the veto session. We have no idea he's going to vote once we get there. Now, let me tell you something else real quick on the session. Scott McKay's going to join us about the legacy of Bill Edwards when we get back. But let me just tell you this, that, and I'm just being blunt with you about this, is Cortez is going to be your problem in the Senate. I'm telling you, I already got the word. They're going to bring up one bill, vote on one bill, and Cortez has cut a deal with Edwards. And on the Senate side, you got people that are not going to vote for anything else. That's how weak of Republicans you have in the Senate that are going to follow the, the clueless blank page, Cortez, who follows whatever Bill Edwards tells. Folks, when I'm telling you, I'll stick with a hand on a Bible. This is what's going on. So you might only get one bill passed. I was told they will shut the session down and not even pass one bill that the Senate is only gonna agree to pass one bill. And if they and then they shut the session down, and that's by a blank page and people like No Hope and Pope and Fred Mills, the clown, and Bell Edwards. That's how much power they have in their hands. And it ain't they're not using it to help the state at all. There's so many bills they could overturn, election bills, money bills, bills dealing with kids, bills dealing with uh, infrastructure. And the Senate is not is going to tell them one bill or nothing, so the House is going to take the deal or they get nothing. You know what, folks? And then Edwards wins. Edwards is going to walk around. He doesn't really win in the real world. And, Brian, I know we got to take a break, but he wins With the media, I'm just telling you what's going on, folks. I'm being as as honest as I can up front. Totally honest. That's what's going on. The Senate and Cortez and Pope gonna kill it all if they don't get what they want. One bill, one vote. That's poor leadership. We'll be right back. And all you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, and or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street, and Highland Road, in Baton Rouge, and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So. Hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill.
11: When politicians handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor... I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana.
8: This hour the Moon Griffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number if you'd like to be part of the program. Your opportunity to be a voice. All right, we're joined by Scott McKay of the Hayrod. Scott, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Man, I'm hanging in there. It's Monday. I got the whole week to get it right, whatever I messed up last week. So I I kind of like my opportunities now.
7: Well, uh, I'm, I'm busy Taking my Saturday and Sunday and catching up on things that I should have been doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, and I, it's July, and I'm like, "What weekend? I mean, are you serious? We got a weekend? I don't, I don't know anything about that." So,
8: well, I, I try to take advantage uh, of the weekends. I'm a little older than you. Uh, all right, Scott. Well, so I'd love to, but I can't. So, well, great okay. piece. Great piece. This last week. Ouch, two terms of Bell Evers as Louisiana being written off. And I'm going to bring this up. Wall Street Journal, 24 7 Wall Street. Uh, Douglas McIntyre wrote a piece, Business should flee Louisiana as soon as possible. And I said this last week, and you said it, and you said some different things that I said, that this really is, is the legacy of the governor, one of many that ain't pretty. This right here paints a picture. And by the way, this went all over the country. I wouldn't talk about Louisiana outside the state, but it paints a picture of. Wow, Louisiana's not even in the ball game. It's, and, you know,
7: and all of our neighbors are getting positive notices from the same, not necessarily 24-7 Wall Street, but these other, uh, you know, rating sites and and uh, these things that comp- compare states. I mean, they're talking you know, they're saying nice things about Arkansas. They're saying nice things about Alabama, Mississippi, certainly Texas, Florida, and 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 Tennessee, and South Carolina. I mean, everybody else in the South is just soaking up business and population, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just running out of here. Which you know, you're missing one of the best opportunities for growth uh, that you know you're going to have because blue states. In the north and on the, you know, the coasts, eastern, western uh, seaboards, are st- people are streaming out of there looking for some place to go. Yeah. Uh, like, I got friends live in South Carolina, and they're like, I mean, almost nobody who lives here is from here now. Yeah. Um, you know, and cities like Charleston are just booming.
8: Mm-hmm. I went there a couple of years ago. Really? It was awesome. It really was.
7: Oh, it's terrific. They don't have anything that we don't have. I mean, they have things, they they don't have things that we do have that I think they're they're happy about. But uh, I mean, I, I, you know, the South right now and and I guess red states as a whole are killing it. Yep. And we're you know, we're supposedly a red state. We're certainly a southern state and we're not. And the answer is, uh, you know, you can find it on the fourth floor of the state capitol and in the governor's mansion. Because the kind of leadership that other states are getting, we are not. No.
8: No, by the way, Scott, I read, I, I just reading like you do, I, I read all the time, and uh, to, to to just back up what you said, they've had $100 billion plus leave the blue states and come to the south, and we didn't get any of it. $100 billion right. of people leaving with their assets came to the south, southeast, and Louisiana didn't participate in. It. That that's 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 worrisome to me. Well,
7: and, and something I've said for a long time is you know, outmigration and and lack of competitiveness is not all that big a problem when the economy is nationally as terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh because there's no real reason to leave Louisiana uh when you know it's bad everywhere. Um and I'm not trying to say that we're in any kind of major economic recovery nationally. We're not. But in the South, we are. But Louisiana, other than catching a whole bunch of federal swag that goes into the state treasury, I mean, there is zero private sector growth in Louisiana at all. There's tons in the other states. And what happens when that's the case is you start losing all your productive people because they can make more money in Nashville or Tampa or Houston or Austin or or Charlotte or wherever, um, and they leave. When when it's bad everywhere, there's no point in moving. But when it's good in other places and not good here, you lose talent that you can't necessarily replace. And, you know, the biggest problem is um, we have made ourselves so uncompetitive from a private sector economic standpoint. And this, this, this 24-7 Wall Street piece, with, you know, is – extra emphatic in making that point yeah
8: Clap you know that,
7: like yeah i mean it's it's like the college football program that that you know for the last 10 years has gone one and 11 every year mm-hmm. you know like can you even hire a coach that wants to come because everybody thinks ah, that's just a place that people fail yeah. um so it's a by the who the next governor is going to have a massive massive challenge in front of them that they're going to have to come in and completely change the perception of the state in a way that people believe is permanent, um, and that you know, I give Bobby Jindal a little bit of credit that he tried to, uh, to address this issue, but nothing Jindal did was was permanent, and and Edwards has has wrecked what positives Jindal did uh, yeah. uh, have. You know, and, and the reason was, like, they didn't reform the tax code in the state to make it look like Texas or Tennessee. Yeah. They did workarounds to try to get big companies to come site facilities here, which if you can't re- reform the tax code, yeah, okay, that's what you do. But reforming the tax code is the reason that the state's economy, uh, you know, that, that, not reforming the tax code is the reason the state's economy hadn't taken off. And we didn't see a benefit for all this migration away from the Illinois and the New Yorks and the Californias.
8: Yeah, by the way, they, if you look at the census, the, the, when General was leaving and he, he finished in 2015, the numbers in the census showed that our migration was starting to slow down here. If you go that's look right. at 2016 to today, it's massive in the amount that's leaving. It started up and it took off, and that was all under bail. It was all about let me yeah. give you let me give you an example. You mentioned South Carolina. Scott, and I may have told you this already. I may have even got this from you. South Carolina had we had, Louisiana had three hundred and eighty nine thousand. I may be a little wrong on the numbers, I'm gonna be pretty close. Three hundred and eighty nine thousand more than South Carolina in the twenty the two thousand census. In the twenty twenty mm-hmm. census, South Carolina had six hundred and eighty nine thousand more people than us. It's almost four yeah. it's four to five hundred thousand. I'm Four or five hundred thousand more people in South Carolina. You, I mean, than, than it was in two thousand because we're losing and they're gaining. And yet Edwards yeah. comes in and you can say, "Well, we always did that, okay." But when you got the governorship, why didn't you change it? Because it wasn't It's not been a priority. Let me give you Edwards's priority: Medicaid, uh, federal money, and raising taxes. That's it. There is no other priority. Yeah. That's his priority. Now, if you look at that, he's been very successful. But the state's gone down. We made it easier to be poor. That's what it told me.
7: Well, that's right. I mean, I, his his program for eight years has been nonstop aggressive redistribution of wealth mm-hmm. uh, away from the productive sector and toward, you know, core Democrat voters, Um, you know, and, and it's, he's, he's pushed a poverty agenda and it has driven, uh, legitimate business out of the state. And what you have is something of a fascist economy in Louisiana in a lot of sectors. And when I say fascism, I'm using the definition that the Italian fascists use, which is, you know, fascism is corporatism and everything is mobbed up with the government. So like for example, you can look at healthcare in Louisiana and it is very much a fascist economy because the state controls the entire economic sector. Everybody is chasing state dollars in healthcare and there is Hardly any private sector of any, you know, real note left in Louisiana. Um, You put almost half the state on Medicaid at this point. And so everything that private sector health care in Louisiana is geared toward is trying to get that money. Or if it's not, then it's all the way on the other end and it's basically boutique health care. And so the middle class in the state has had... Terrible health care outcomes. And, you know, we, uh, COVID illuminated all of this for everybody, uh, how dysfunctional this whole system is. And did did John Bell Edwards say, OK, well, we're, we're going to need to recalibrate this because we saw some, you know, some chinks in the armor here? No, it's
8: full speed
7: ahead,
11: mm-hmm.
8: know,
7: which about. is another major challenge the next governor is going to have to overcome. Yeah.
8: Let me take a break. Scott McKay, the Hayride, folks, check out his article. Great article. Got really good writers. Uh, he's got one two terms of bell edwards has louisiana being written off and he's right he's right 100 percent. we'll talk to him a little more when we get back the legacy of edwards we will set it not him and not the devil's advocate we'll take a break be right back I'm Mike Gwynn
9: with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible sellers options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction.
8: 337-824-0422. Have you heard about Stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at Stockapond.com. That's Stockapond.com. Don't forget it. Stockapond.com. Oh.
6: Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating.
8: Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the sh- yeah.
10: A convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released. The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement. The most qualified. Liz Merle for Attorney General.
3: Paid for
6: by Liz Merle for Attorney General. All
8: together now. Welcome back, Moon Grifon Show. Special guest, Scott McKay of the Hayrod. Rod. 844 6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Scott talking about uh kind of legacy of bail. And when we look at it in the business community, I mean this is this is a major problem, you know. Uh, we didn't have a hurricane last year with no COVID and no floods. So I don't know how we're gonna maintain without all that, because that's what he's dependent on. I'll say it again. Medicaid expansion, taxes that Republicans gave him seven billion in that, and then uh uh, of course uh you know covid that's 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 basically why we still have an economy right now and it's another reason why the legislature has all this money to spend it had nothing to do with we did this and our business community was able to really do well well that that's exactly right i mean you know take an economics
7: class in college and they'll they'll you know they'll talk about crowding out right, which is, you know, government spending that sort of gets in the way of private sector spending. Uh, and Louisiana is absolutely the poster child for that at this point. You know, it, you're right. You need a hurricane or a flood or or, or something because we don't get any out-of-state investment dollars in, into Louisiana uh, any other way than that. Um, and it's, you know, it's one reason why uh, you know, you've had such a stagnant economy and a, and a population loss is, and, and again, it comes back to competitiveness. If you're going to start a business and you look at the tax code of a Tennessee or a Florida or a Texas and you compare it to Louisiana, nobody in their right mind would start a business in Louisiana rather than go next door to Texas
8: yeah, but I, uh, or, how bad or to is, Tennessee. How bad is that when a this McIntyre guy. And I'm like you, everything in here wouldn't hunky Dory and everything in here. Wouldn't great, but the hell of businesses should flee Louisiana as soon as possible. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a knife to the heart when you got somebody like that. And I don't know the guy, but he's writing in wall street and a journal. A lot of people can see this. I mean, businesses should leave Louisiana. I just go, i swallowed swallow it hard and said, Oh my God.
7: Well, that's bad publicity. There's no doubt about that. No. Um, You know, but at the end of the day, I I mean, you know, when I read that, what I wanted to do is to come up with something I could counter it with. But the fact of the matter is, you know, that you really don't have anything. Um, And when you have a state budget of $50 billion, that's, you know, twice the size of what it was when Jindal left office. And we have a smaller population than when Jindal left office. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and and about the same number of people employed than when Jindal uh, left office. It's it's I mean it's hard to uh, with any kind of of private sector capitalist mentality.
8: It's hard to square any of those numbers. But don't they just you, don't make sense. Don't you agree? When you got a basically you've been having a supermajority majority, right? At a supermajority of Republicans. And the leadership and the Republicans, especially the two clowns we got now, uh, that's hurt us. It, it hurts the Republican brand that they allowed him to do, and they did. He calls Page, say, Page, this is what I want done. Page calls Clay, and that's it. And just like this special session, it's basically over. They're gonna vote on one bill in the Senate, saying we're going home. We're not voting on anything else. Yeah. We don't care because Governor Edwards, said, okay, you gonna override one? Page, go ahead and get your little one victory, but that's it. So, Page, Bodie White wanted to talk to Page and have a meeting when he'd come into session. Before that, he said, no, we're not meeting. We're doing everything on the floor. And Bodie White, who, by the way, don't read bills, he don't read financial bills, he don't know what's in the bills, Bodie says first time in 20 years that he couldn't even have a meeting. So, Page has already been, gave his walking orders by the governor. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. But I know I'm right.
7: Well, I think that's, I think that's definitely true. But, uh, you know, and on the House side, what it sounds like to me is that Clay Snyder is absolutely terrified that they're going to go make a vo- motion to vacate the uh, the Speaker's chair um, to, to stick it to him for his Secretary of State's race. And so he wants to do nothing but HB 648 and maybe one or two other bills uh, and then put the House in adjournment.
8: Uh, so that they can't make those motions. No, Nate, no, no. It's, um, it, it, they're meeting tomorrow, today. Today or tomorrow, he's called a meeting with the Republican delegation. So I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, you mm-hmm. are 100% right. And and Cortez and them, the Senate, which is horrible, they are sitting there going, whatever Cortez wants to do, if he wants one bill, well, that's what the governor wants. So what the governor wants through Cortez, he'll get. Because it takes yeah. two houses. Take, takes two sides. Well, and, and and you know, it's it's almost
7: unfathomable that you would have had no resistance to a Democrat governor in a Republican Senate that has twenty seven of thirty nine uh, yep. uh, members. That I think, I mean, it's it's almost impossible to imagine that the majority in the Senate wouldn't have spent the last eight years trying to thwart this governor. And instead, it has been a nonstop surrender to this guy for eight years.
8: Yeah, but you see, remember now, you had ahead. John Hilario. John Hilario's always done whatever the governor wanted. He's been in power for 48 years. He never accomplished a damn thing, and that's my opinion. Cortez comes mm-hmm. along. He's got – this is a fact. He had John Hilario on speed dial. I'm telling you the, sure. the Senate has destroyed the state, and Cortez has been a big part. Now with a chance – override maybe eight to ten bills, they're going to get one, and they're going home. I'm telling you what's going to happen. And if the House doesn't agree to it, they're not even going to give them the one. They're not even going to care if they get the one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's
7: the size of it. And the only bill uh, that I think you can look at and say, yeah, they're going to override the veto on this, is HB 648, which is the Pediatric Sex Change Bill. That's it. I, and, and I mean, and that's because none of these Republicans could go that, that are up for reelection could go back home to their districts and survive this fall if they're not on on record as uh, as going the full ride but, to try to get that bill in, but in you, place.
8: You making the case that I'm making, they're going to get the one bill so they can go home and run. But if they knew all the other bills and we've had people on to talk about, it, they got a bill that's a voting bill that we ought to override you know there's there 's bills with the municipalities there's there 's other bills with children they are uh, not doing their job as far as i 'm concerned to let Cortez and the Senate get away with this oh there 's no doubt i mean I, you know Dodie
7: horton's uh, yep. uh anti groomer bill for example uh ray cruz 's bill on on pronouns i mean this 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 business of, you know, you're you're misgendering somebody, using the wrong pronouns. You need to get the schools out of that in Louisiana. Um, All of those things. I mean, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to make a big thing about it, but, you know, Brett Allen had this corporate franchise tax bill that everybody agrees is a good idea, Mm -hmm. right? And he vetoes that, which really makes Allen look look horrendous. That he was, uh, you know, did everything he could to accommodate John Bell Edwards and still gets his, his signature bill vetoed.
8: Well, you know, it's you worse. Know? Than and it's, nobody does anything about it. It's, it's wor- amazing. It's worse than that because Alan made the comment, I read it a while ago. Brett Alain basically said that I'm going to call John Bell and Cortez. Let me quote Alain has decided, when he's talking about the pursuit of veto, he said, He's consulting with Cortez and the governor over what to do. What the hell kind of leadership is that? That is as wuss (laughs) as anything I've ever done. Well, let me go ask Bill what he wants to do.
7: Governor, do you mind if I try (laughs) to override your veto on my bill? It's like, wow, what a profile in courage that is. I know,
8: Brad, I hey Paige and y'all think we can uh, can help me out here. Let me go ask. That's what he said. That's his quote, not mine.
7: Jeez. But put him at a chamber of commerce meeting with uh, Barrel Amity, and he's a he's a rabid tiger. Oh, yeah. uh, over him. over you know projects that get vetoed. Yeah, well
8: um, I, I so quoted I, you know I quoted exactly what he said. I just want to let you know that Scott, that's what he said. I better go. Let me go check with Paige and Bell and see if 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 I can use the commode. I mean, come on. Anyway, it's. Yeah, no,
7: it's, you know, and that, you know, it's a generation of
8: leadership that
7: we've got in the legislature that is fading away thanks to term limits. And it's vitally important to replace them with people who have a little vim and vigor to them, right? Some fighters.
8: Yeah, not necessarily their kid. I got to go. Thanks for the, uh, thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. You, All right. Take care. All right. We'll be right back. with another hour to go.
2: So that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino show from here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
8: News Talk 96.5 K-P-E-L. Brobridge. Lafayette a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
12: They still haven't found them. I'm Kevin Uretzky, Fox News. Emergency crews and officials still looking for a nine-month-old boy and his two-year-old sister, missing since they got swept away in flash flooding, which killed five others Saturday, including more of those kids' family members in the upper Makefield area of pennsylvania
11: it's an urgent scene on the ground here we have seen dozens and dozens of fire trucks all kinds of equipment pass us uh, with boats and everything that they may need to uh, find two little kids that remain missing right now
12: fox weathers katie Byrne. in other parts of the country it's not flooding but the heat continuing to make a major impact fox weathers max gordon in las vegas where the high was 116 yesterday
0: the heat here has been downright dangerous and can be deadly. The Southern Nevada Health District says seven people have already died since April in Southern Nevada due to heat-related illness.
12: Overseas, U.N. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres voicing his displeasure today over Russia pulling out of a deal that allowed grain from Ukraine to be shipped to developing countries.
10: Today's decision by the Russian Federation will strike a blow to people in need everywhere. But it will not stop our efforts to facilitate the unimpeded access to global markets for food products and fertilizers from both Ukraine and the Russian Federation. He says
12: Vladimir Putin rejected his proposal to extend the grain deal. And the nation's largest police department has a new leader, as New York Mayor Eric Adams names Edward Caban the new commissioner of the NYPD. I knew that there was something special
1: about Edward Caban. I watched him, his discipline, his attitude, the diversity of the people who constantly told
12: me what he meant to them. Caban is the department's first Hispanic commissioner. At this hour on Wall Street, the Dow up 71 points. America's listening to Fox
0: News. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. When a restaurant closes, my reaction is, that sucks. They had good steak. When regional banks close or three of them close overnight, it freaks me out. This is why I have my own personal gold reserve. It's part of my personal protection plan. Call my friends at Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-G-O-L-D. Do you have heart failure and often hear, those stomach
3: issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms
8: sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer.
12: The trial begins today in New York in the lawsuit against the Trump Organization filed by Donald Trump's former personal attorney and fixer.
3: Michael Cohen is suing the Trump Organization, saying it owes him more than a million dollars in legal fees stemming from Cohen's defense of the former president and himself during investigations in 2017 and 2018 as well as almost two dozen meetings with the Manhattan District Attorney and a grand jury before Trump was indicted in March. The Trump Organization says Cohen's conviction on federal campaign finance violations and tax evasion voided any payment agreements that were made.
12: Fox's Tanya J. Powers, Cohen was the one who directly made the payments to Stormy Daniels. The former president was eventually indicted for, and a potential third-party group holds a major event today.
3: The No Labels Group is holding a town hall at St. Anselm College in New Hampshire today. And after getting former Utah Republican Governor John Huntsman to speak, they announced last week that West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin would speak as well. Fox News Sunday host Shannon Bream recently asked Manchin if No Labels or any other group is going to run a third-party unity ticket next year. Manchin was coy but
5: said you'd better have a plan B.
12: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, that event, 515 Eastern, tonight. And Republican Florida governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis says he would consider Republican Iowa governor Kim Reynolds to be his potential running mate. But she's not quite ready to go that far yet.
5: I want all of our candidates to feel welcome in the state of Iowa, so I pledge neutrality.
12: The governor this morning on Fox & Friends. And the price of one big item is actually falling. Ford's announced the sticker price on its F-150 Lightning electric pickup is going down due to increased plant capacity and falling costs for battery raw materials. The price for the Pro model, Ford's lowest-priced electric pickup, will be 49995
1: down about ten grand. i am Kevin Uretsky, and this is Fox News. If you speed, there are lots of sounds that you might hear, like the sound of your vehicle crashing, because eventually, speeding catches up with you. KPEL covers Acadiana with Lowry's Printing and Copying.
4: If you're interested in medical aesthetics or you'd like to learn about it, here's a great way to do so. Michelle Landry, nurse practitioner and local expert in medical aesthetics, has a brand new book. And she's having a reception on Thursday, July 27th, 5 to 7.30 p.m. at the Ruins at 1919 Colley Saloon Road in Lafayette. If you have questions, call 337-962-0947. Here's a fun one national lemonade day and it's celebrated here in acadiana of course it's saturday july 22nd the Art chamber of commerce is instructing young people how to start own and operate their first business in this case a lemonade stand so help a young person and you get some delicious lemonade find out where all the lemonade stands are located go to lemonade day.org slash acadiana thanks for helping a young person and enjoy that delicious lemonade.
1: If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com.
8: This hour brought to you by Restoration One of Lafayette, your local expert for water, fire, and mold remediation. Call 337 restore now and let them get your home back to its original glory.
6: The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 965 six five Hill or Town Square Media. Ooh.
8: Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show, our number three of the Moon Graffon Show, where you can be a voice, 844-766-6607. You can email me always, moon at moongraffon.com. By the way, when I am done, Dan Bongino from 12 to 3, Joe Cuttingham 3 to 4, Shannon is offside from 4 to 6, uh, great one, Mark Levin, always on a roll. Does that guy ever miss a program? <laughs> it's nothing like He ever misses. And then, of course, our friends at American Ground Radio with the climate czar and uh, Louis R. Averlone. So a lot of great lineups as soon as I get out of here. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, Brian, I fished this weekend. I, I told you I had to bring my boat over to uh, uh, the, trolling, the Superior Trolling Motor and Repair Service. I was having a problem with a trolling motor. It dies on me. And so put it over there all weekend, no problems. Got me fixed. They figured it out. That's what Superior Troller Motor and Repair Service is all about. They're 116 Banks Avenue right here in Lafayette. They kept me on the water. They sell all the accessories you want. They can prepare anything and fix anything in your boat. All you need to do is go check out my friend Keith and Derek and see, my friends, how they can get you back on the water. They got me on the water. It was a second-place finish. It wasn't number one. I needed that one more kick. Didn't catch it. Lost by less than a pound just the way it is but they kept me on the water and I'm grateful for that superior trolling motor all right now we've been talking a little bit about a lot about the uh, about Edwards, his legacy uh, the veto override session folks i i you know i know some of y'all think that I pick on some of these people and I do and y'all don't some people don't like me cuz I challenge some of the people in Lafayette like blank page cortez Blank Paige Cortez has been one of the worst leaders we've ever had. He can be your friend. You can go brag about all the money he brings home. But this veto session, we probably have about there's 28 bills that were vetoed. There's probably 10 or 12 that ought to be overrode. So why is he not leading the charge for good bills? Like Brett Allen, Senator Brett Island who wants his kid to win. When I quoted y'all, when I quoted to Scott a while ago, he fell out laughing. That was Brett Allen that said exactly what I told y'all. You know, he was the one that said it, not me. He was the one that made the comment. I'll quote him again. Allen hadn't decided whether he would pursue a veto session. He's consulting with Cortez and the governor on what to do. That's not leadership. How much more of a wuss can you be? I don't know what to do. I'm going to go ask him what to do, and I'm going to do whatever they tell me. That's what he said. I don't know. Let me go ask Cortez and and Edwards what they want me to do. Let me not man up. Let me not lead the, the department. Let me not lead at all. He got a bill that got beat dealing with the franchise tax. That tells me the bill was passed just to have an image. Just to say, look what I did, and then when well, the governor vetoed it. It didn't really pass the bill because nobody wants to do anything to change the state. We're getting laughed at. We're getting articles written Our businesses should leave the state. Well, then look at who the leaders are: Bill Edwards, John Ailario, Paige Cortez, Clay Shakesmeur, Bogus Boboye, Stuart Little, very little bishop. They're your leaders. They're not saying a word on it, not a word. And and that's your problem. That's not leaders, folks. So so when Bodie White, who we know don't didn't read the bill, <laughs> I keep laughing. Oh, Bodie didn't even read the bill, Brandon. So Bodie White asked the uh, He asked Cortez if there's any way to uh, to have a meeting before we get into the session. This is the developing, breaking story, Jeremy Alford, Budget-writing finance committees are frustrated this evening because a request from Chairman Bodie White, who doesn't read, to meet on day one of the veto session next week was denied by Senator Blank Page-Cortez. Why? Blank has got his marching orders from the governor. I've taken my stand so I can tell my people that I voted to castrate young boys, chemically castrate boys, take the body parts off of little girls. I did my part to help the woke crowd. Now, Blank, if you override it, there's nothing I can do about it, but after you override that, would you just go home and Blank those? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, master. Anything else I need to know, Mr. Edwards? He said, no, go ahead. And and in that way, Blank, you can tell people you got it passed. What about these other bills? No. No, 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 do not touch these other bills on getting rid of the franchise tax. Don't touch these bills on protecting our voter registration, our voter, the way we vote. Don't I veto those. You don't touch those. Do you hear me, Blank? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, master. I hear you, master. So Bodie White says, hey, Blank, can we meet? Hell no, we're not meeting. I ain't getting in trouble with the governor who might be my business partner one day. White said, I don't understand. it. 20 years, I've never been denied meeting requests. You never met Blank Page before, did you, Bodie? Blank Page is your problem. I've been telling y'all this. I've just been telling y'all he's a problem because he can bring home money and help his buddy next-door neighbor and good friend Joe Roberto make a lot of money. Don't mean he's your friend. A real leader would fight the governor. A real leader would have fought the governor on COVID. A real leader would have fought the governor on all this stuff with the veto said. But he's not a leader. He's taking his orders. In a Political Weekly, Cortez said he does not plan to allow any interim committee meetings. Why? Because Bell said no. No, no, no. Do you understand me blank? Yes, sir, master. All of the actions will be on the floor, he said. And members have already had enough time to review the line items. And words, we're going to move through. We're going to get the one vote and we going home. Folks, that's not leadership. That's ignorance. That's not leadership. That's poor, poor choice of helping this state move forward. He has no plans of moving the state forward, but he's going to become rich. And Edward Bell Edwards is going to become rich. Members of the finance committee wanted extra time to review budget changes, explore the impacts, and determine what could be done during the veto session. Hell, we didn't read it during the session. Maybe we'd get to read it during the veto session. Folks, this is Louisiana. And this is why I'm telling you, and I've been right about all these candidates, almost every single one of them, I missed on very few. I have missed on some however, but I had missed on the good old boy Network. If you got a good old boy network pushing the candidate, it does not mean the candidate is a bad person. I didn't say that. It means the people who are pushing the candidate you don't want nowhere near government at all ever again. Give you three quick examples, okay? Look at the people pushing the guy. I don't even know his name. Running against Blake Miguez. He don't own anything. It's not a cut on him. He don't. Who's pushing him? Craig, Moneybags, Romero, and the good old boy network in that area are pushing, pushing, pushing. They don't like Migaz because Migaz is a real conservative. He's a real man. So they grab somebody they can use. We even had Kim comment, I'm a good old boy. I'm a good old boy. You're right. I'm a good old boy. Yes. And you will be used by the good old boy network. Another example, Coach McConathy, great guy, probably a great guy, was a good coach at Northwestern. The trial lawyers like Lion Ryan Gaddy, Taylor Townsend, both of those got slaughtered in that last Senate race. And then he he claims that Billy Montgomery, who was an Edward, Edwin Edwards ally for so long, is his hero. That's his words, not mine. You don't vote for that guy. That doesn't mean he's not a nice guy. That don't mean he's not a good community guy. You don't send him down in Baton Rouge in the Senate. The Senate is our problem. You need a Miguez and an Alice Seaball. You don't need Humpty Dumpty and, 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 and the coach. Go up to Doty Hardin's race. They put this guy in the race against him, her. Doty's been selfish. She's been, I mean, s- selfless. She's been faithful. She votes right. She's tough. She's hard-nosed. She asks questions. You don't replace her with somebody else that's tied to Lion Ron Gaddy, that's tied to the good old boy network in the area. Okay? You don't. You don't put him there. This guy right and, I, and by the way, well, he's running as a former military guy and a former state troop or a police guy. So what? This ain't that. Bill Edwards claimed he was an Anaco guy. How did that make it out as Governor Edwards or the politician? It didn't. It was horrendous. And I got all the respect in the world for the military. And for state troopers and police. I do. But I ain't voting for you just because you did that. I want to know who's supporting you. Who's supporting these people matter? And the majority of people that are supporting people like Miguel's. And and uh, Alan Seaball and Doty Hardy Harden are good people. They just good people that want to see change, but but the good old boy network screws all that up to tell you how bad this. Person, how they didn't bring enough money home, and that guy running, running against Doty Harden stood up and said, "Well, I think we leave a lot of money on the table. When I go down, I'm gonna get every penny I can." That's the Craig money bag Romero mindset. How you doing down there with Craig? Moneybags Romero getting involved in his election, having a candidate. How you doing, Moneybags? Moneybags exemplifies the good old boy network to the highest degree. And so does Brad Allen trying to get his son, who, by the way, I met. Good man. Great guy. I have no doubt about that. But They're trying to put him there so his his daddy can tell him everything to say and do. The man has got to go to Edwards and Cortez to find out what to think. According to his words, not mine. That's what's happening. So when I see this headline, businesses should flee Louisiana as soon as possible, that broke my heart. That put a knife. But it didn't in the fact I've been right on these people for 30 years. Not enough people believe me yet. They just don't. And that's fine. But the problem is you're going to get the same results that we've been getting. I don't want I want a different result. Do you? We'll take a break. We'll be right back.